the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. for joining us. This is episode 284 of the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This episode is for the week commencing Monday the 7th of July 2014. My name is Edwin Herman here in the studio in Wellington and also in Wellington but joining me over a Skype connection is my co-host Ben Sonko. Hi Ed. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, another weekend's gone and another week in tech, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And, and yep. it, Well, in fact, actually, it's not just any week, too, just looking at our first story. It's, uh, it's the 35th birthday of the Sony Walkman. Wow. Mm. 1st of July, 1979 is when the first Walkman model was released. And what a device it was at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was a game changer, wasn't it? It was kind of a whole new, uh, what do you call it? A whole new market, a whole new, you know, portable audio. Although to be fair, I guess I don't remember a time before it. Um, I'm not, just not quite old enough. Yeah, see, I'm the same. I mean, I kind of grew up with, you know. In fact, did you ever have a Sony Walkman? Yeah, uh, I don't know if I ever had a Sony, but I definitely had a Walkman. Yeah, um, see, I... <laughs> I'm the same. I I never really knew the Sony one. I think by the time I got in, you know old enough to, you know, sort of get into that sort of stuff, you know, we're talking sort of mid '80s, and by then there were a whole range of products on the market, not just the Sony version. And I think the Sonys were, I mean, they were a very good product, but they were very expensive yeah. as well. Yeah, they're kind um, of the yeah. Apple iPod of the time, weren't they? In a way. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. It yeah, was, in, it was in many definitely ways. a sought after thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I distinctly remember having a portable CD player, and that was pretty. Oh, really? That would have been late eighties, and that was pretty, um, pretty huge. Yeah, see, I never got onto that because to me, it was although you could play CDs, it just felt weird going from you know this particular size upper size. The whole point of the Walkman is that you can put it in your pocket, whereas a, a Discman, you, you could. But it kind of was this big bulky disc in your pocket. Well, you also had to sort of, I don't know that it particularly played well when it was moving around a lot. So you sort of needed to keep it somewhat useful and not to, yeah. But it's still, I mean, it was still pretty cool. So you wouldn't take it jogging? No, well, I don't think so. (laughs) Because later on, those Discmans, they had the the buffer, didn't they? It would would read the disc and buffer to to memory. Yeah, that uh, definitely helped. Skip projection, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if yours... Did yours have that? It had it, and it did help, but, I mean, only so far. Right, right. Um, yeah. So the Sony, the Sony Walkman would have been 35 today. It was When was it discontinued? I think it was discontinued 2008, I think. Is it not still going? No, I think it's 2008. Yeah, that's right. 2008 is when they stopped producing them. But just before this show, as I was prepping for this show, I did a quick search, and you can still buy brand new... Portable cassette players, basically Walkman clones. Really? Yeah, you can still buy them brand new. Why? <laughs> That's a very good question. Because it's all about the mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's making a well, comeback. No, look, I don't know. Like, why? Apparently, they... it is the way. Apparently, the tapes are potentially making a comeback. Yeah, there is a thing but about tape, isn't there? Where would you get them from? Well, you know what? Just a few years ago, well, not even a few years, I think, uh, well, a couple of years ago anyway, you could still buy blank cassettes, but you could only buy the type one ones, which were the most common ones of the day as well. But you see, towards my later years of using tapes, I progressed to type four, which were far more expensive, but they gave a much, much better sound, kind of almost like CD quality, really. Whereas the type ones that you buy, which is pretty much 99% of the blank tape market. You know, you record stuff and it's not quite the same after a few plays. But yeah, you can still you can still get them at, uh, where did I, I can't remember, was it, was it Dick Smith? It may have been Dick Smith. It may have been Dick Smith Electronics. You could get uh, some blank, blank cassettes. Okay. A couple wow. of years ago, at least anyway. Maybe. I guess to be fair, I've got an LP, I've got a vinyl, you know, LP player. Um, yeah, well, you see, vinyl sort of had its... You know, comeback days as well, and I mean, for some, that's it's it still is. But I, I think some years back, it kind of made this resurgence, quite a big resurgence, didn't it? But there's also there's something about the sound of vinyl, like it, a, it has a depth to it that you know you just don't get. A, a lot of people like that, but you know, I, yeah. my argument is well, you can always you know throw that into your computer as long as you're not compressing it too much, and it'll sound just the same. What do you mean? Like the output from the record? Yeah. There's something unique about it as well. Like every time is unique. And the whole process you have to go to of putting on. Like it's not a convenient thing. Um, but it's not meant to be either for, for no, in, in today's yeah. age, isn't it? People don't... It's something, it's something different. Yeah. yeah. There is something nice about putting on that record, watching it spin round. I remember doing mm. that with my, uh, with my daughters uh, a couple of years back and... Yeah, I'm kind of wowed by this, by this technology. Like, what is this, Dad? It's it's a record, you know. It's got music on it. Really? How does how does a piece of plastic have a record on it? Well, I'll show you. Watch it go around, and you put the needle on, and out comes the music. Yeah. The really cool ones are the um, like you can. There's a bus you can get that has a little speaker on it, and it drives around the record and plays the record. Um, like there's these different little devices you can get oh, to play records. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So rather than yeah. the, the record going around on a device, a device it's goes around on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really neat. Um, like some musicians, like DJs that go digging for records, they'll um, they'll chuck this thing on and that way they can listen to it without actually having to play it. That's really cool. But do, yeah. do they read it optically or do they read it, you know, with a uh, needle? No, it's purely... Um, Analog, yeah. Well, as in, yeah, but is is it got a needle? Yeah, literally, it's got a needle and it has a speaker, and yeah, and sometimes the speaker's not even amplified. It's just it's a way for it to convert the sound in a somewhat clear way. You know, they could so Bluetooth that across to, I don't know, some other device. You know what I mean? So you have this record on a table with a little thing going around, and yeah. wirelessly, you know, you've got it, you know, across to your. Stereo maybe, or maybe somebody has now. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Who, yeah. Well, anyway, the Sony Walkman was definitely, you know, the thing to have back in the day. That was for, you know, for people listening to this podcast who are too young to remember portable cassette, in fact, who may not even know what cassettes are, <laughs> for that matter, you know, think, you know, this is back in the day, this was the equivalent of the iPod, if you like. That, that was the product that kind of made portable audio a popular thing. It's an amazing, amazing time we live in. Uh, it's kind of cool looking. I like looking back at these things. 35. 
Yeah. So what else happened in the uh, week that's been? Well, Facebook conducted the, the social experiment that you may have heard about. They they uh, conducted... In fact, the reason it was discovered is because the results were published in the scientific journal. So what they did was they conducted a social experiment where for 700,000 Facebook users... They tweak the news feed. Some would receive more positive news. Some would receive sort of neutral, you know, mixed news, and others would receive more negative news. And I think they they did. It. I didn't really look at the study itself, to be quite honest. Really, I wasn't so much concerned with that. But I think they were looking at how the type of news that people are fed or people see or consume affects the users' uh, attitudes and uh, you know emotions. And the results they published in the March issue of Proceedings of National Academy of Sciences. And what I thought was interesting here, really, was the fact that Facebook didn't tell these people. And there are a lot of people who, who think, well, you know, they, they should have. You know, it's their, they've got a, a, a sort of a, a duty, if you like, to to tell people what's going on rather than doing it in an unsuspecting manner. Other people, of course, have a different view and say, well, you know, it's face- Facebook, they that's their site, they own the site, they can do whatever they like. The unfortunate thing is the people will have agreed to this. They don't, they yes. don't know that they've agreed to it, but they've agreed to it. Yep, and what you're referring to there is the uh, the terms and conditions that they click away to. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so it's like, yeah, I totally agree. I don't think they should be doing this at all. Um, I mean, you could argue the only way to do this kind of study is completely anonymously, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you signed up and you're using their website, they can do whatever they want. See, I think, you you know, I'd tend to agree with you. I mean, probably from a legal standpoint, I would say that they've covered themselves. It's, you know, uh, it's covered by the user agreeing to whatever the terms and conditions are, which can be modified from time to time and so on. Uh, and most people don't read that. But then, then there's the whole moral argument. You know, was it... Was, should they have who, morally? Who goes to Facebook for morals? Ed, please explain <laughs> that to me. Oh, that's a very good point. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you rest your case, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I am on this, to be quite honest. I, I think it's probably not a good thing that they did, but I don't know. It's not worse than any of the other crimes they've done, really, surely. Are, are you surprised, really? No, no, actually, that's the thing. No, I'm really not surprised. Are you? So No, so whatever my opinion on it is, I'm not surprised by it. So that kind of, you know, kind of answers itself. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm not sure if even those 700,000 users were ever identified as to who... I'm not sure whether, you know, retrospectively people know whether they were in that or not. I mean, if you're on Facebook, do you really care? I mean... Ben, for some people, Facebook is people's lives these days, sadly. For some people. Yeah. Everything they do on there is... It's their life. It's, you know... It's the way they interact with their friends. It's really what they want. Like when those people made um, Second Life, that that virtual reality environment, that's really what they wanted to try and do is make Facebook. They just didn't know it. Yeah, I I think you're right, actually. I just didn't realise. Like no one realised that this is what what would would achieve that. They thought it was something else. And um, Facebook is really the... It's the real world application of of what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm. 
So, mm, but no, as you, as you say, though, I'm certainly not surprised. I mean, it's it's really right up Facebook's way of doing things. I'm surprised they admitted to it. Um, well, but I guess fact, if you're well, publishing yeah, papers, you kind of yeah, you kind of have to, don't you? Yeah, that's kind of the thing. They they published. I, I don't know who else was behind this. I don't know whether it was Facebook themselves uh, publishing this. I don't think it was. Um, anyway, I think it was them them boasting about it. So whether they published it or not, they seem to be heavily involved. The other thing, also to bear in mind, this whole uproar has has come very recently. But the experiment itself took place over one week in 2012. Yeah, it's quite a long time ago, and it's not a very long time. And seven hundred thousand out of how many users have they got is not actually that many. No, 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 that's right. Yeah, but uh, you know, as others would argue, that's not the point. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, Ed, Facebook went down the other day. Why aren't we talking about that again? <laughs> oh yeah, because it's far more important. That's right. If, yes. if Facebook is what down, what about those those two hours that those people couldn't be on there? I know. What, what did they do with their lives for those two they hours? They should sue Facebook for damages. <laughs> for lowering the quality of, their, of life during those two yeah. hours. Yeah. Oh, don't give them ideas, Ben. Don't give them ideas. Someone. Well, someone. <laughs> now, how about this guy who has been sporting a Tetris T-shirt that's playable? Does he get people running up to him and like rubbing his belly? <laughs> pushing, his, pushing buttons on his T-shirt? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, uh, it's been doing the rounds on a whole heap of sites on the internet actually that I happen to sort of uh, frequent, and I've seen so I've seen this multiple times. Could you imagine hacking into his t-shirt he so had, you could write messages on his t-shirt? That would be cool. That would be really like if cool. It, if it had any kind of Bluetooth access into it, I'm sure you could. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there'll be a way if if it's you know if there's a wireless. Imagine being his mate walking around and he's got like, <laughs> I am, I am an idiot, written on his t-shirt. <laughs> oh, then although you've done it, Ben. Oh, but he wouldn't have, he wouldn't know until he looked. Like everyone's laughing at him. No, no, like, I know, I know, I know that you would have done it. Is what I'm saying. Ah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, yeah. So Mark, uh, Mark Kerger, he created this uh, himself using. You know, you can get technology now for, you know, LED light up t-shirts some popular ones these days are ones that light up when you're near a, a wireless hotspot uh, so anyway he got the idea uh, to do this as part of the celebration of Tetris's 30th birthday so has he paid licensing for that oh dangerous ground you're on there now Ben yeah yeah, yeah I don't know breach of copyright yeah exactly whereas he got Tetris Oh, yeah, just change it slightly. See, it's not a copy. Yeah. Really honest, I came up with this idea myself. They're all the same colour. It's completely different. Well, <laughs> actually, that's a point. They are all the same colour. So, yeah, he could he could use that, right? All right, anyway, Ben, that is it for the international stories on this episode. Uh, we'll take a short break because finally, for a, it's been a long while, but we do have a New Zealand story, and we're going to cover it right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Now, Slingshot Internet, uh, I don't know if you're a customer. Are you you're not a customer of theirs, are you, Ben? No. Well, uh, I'm not either, but apparently they're offering a way to sign up to Netflix. Now, for those of you listening to this podcast, you have to understand this podcast is New Zealand-based. We're produced here in New Zealand. And in New Zealand, we do not have access to Netflix unless you, you know, go through a VPN that's 
that Netflix doesn't know about and hasn't been able to block. Although Slingshot did offer a plan where they were providing IPs that terminated in the countries that you wanted to watch through, uh, watch well, from, and you could do that for a little while. So is this what they're doing here? Yeah, so they got killed. They got cancelled. Um, I think it conveniently timed with something with some other thing happening, and I think that there was probably some some backroom discussions going on um, because this seems to be like a much more formal offering of that service. But that would surprise me because the the thing is they've said that although technically it will allow you to connect to Netflix, part of what you have to do when you sign up to Netflix is agree that you are in a certain country. Um, and, 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 but it seems and, 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 and like these is, guys have been talking to Netflix this time. Like It seems that what it looks like to me is that these guys have actually started to have conversations with them and said, look, you know, we're providing this. We're going to give people access into this. They're only going to be customers. They're going to be paying you money. And um, they probably have a system where, look, there's a flat-out rule that you have to have an American mailing address. You can't get around that. But look, just just don't worry about it sort of thing. Like they've yeah, sort but of, that's something that makes their... me think that they haven't talked to, to Netflix because it just doesn't seem, you know, because I guess Netflix have to play ball with the licensing restrictions imposed by the by the uh, the content owners. Now, yep. if if they're not seen to be playing ball enough, the content owners are not going to, you know. But that's probably why you still have to use the American address because Netflix can't remove that restriction because the got the copyright holders say you have to do that, so they can't remove that restriction. But if they still offer the service to people and say, look, just deal with this one thing that we can't get away from, but we're still providing you the service, then it can't, it's a way of trying to keep everyone happy. See, I, I, I don't know. I, I have this feeling, which I don't know. I have this feeling that this is going to get canned as well. I have a feeling that's going to have a, a, a backlash. I don't know why. It just seems like they're pushing the envelope a little far on this one. Yeah, but they've already they've done it before. And it's yeah, but why of, did they get canned? Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong. But why I mean, would maybe... you talk about it again? I mean, if you're going to offer it again, and if it got cancelled last time because of something. You probably, I wouldn't have thought you'd offer it again so quickly. Yeah, well, that's true. And so publicly. And that was definitely Slingshot doing that last time, was it? Pretty sure it was Slingshot. Yeah, well, yeah, you do have a point. I mean, if, yeah, why would they try again so, you know, so soon? But, uh, unless it was like Orcon that did it before. And I, I can't remember. Oh, okay. It was, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, actually, speaking of Netflix, of course, oh, it was here, definitely we, Slingshot. They say it here. Oh, okay. Right. For the, all oh, right, you found months, the okay. Is offered a service called Global Mode. Right, yeah. okay. So, actually, speaking of Netflix, we have a service in New Zealand called Quickflix. Do you use that at all, Ben? No. Right. Well, it's uh, it's kind of like it's basically. In fact, I think even on their website they say that it's the Netflix for New Zealand. Uh, I don't even know if they're allowed to use that term, but that's they kind of bill it at that as that. Uh, so you know, we're talking online streaming of, uh, of videos as well as some pay-per-view content as well. The thing about that, though, is because I, I just signed up the other day and uh, the content is just really, really bad, really poor. Um, yeah. I mean, you might laugh at some of my choices, but I, I looked for The Gods Must Be Crazy because I remember think back in the, <laughs> back in the was it late 80s, early 90s? Uh, just late 80s, I Late think, 80s, yeah. absolutely loved it. It's just, it was my sense of humor. <laughs> it was brilliant. 
and yeah. they don't have any of those. And then I thought, okay, what about Harry Potter? Because I've seen the first four at the cinema, and because I missed the fifth, I didn't want to watch any of the others out of sequence, and so I never got yeah. around to watching them. So I'm going to sort of start from one again and, and watch them through. They have no Harry Potter. No. They probably had Once More Warriors, though. Do you reckon? Probably. Being a, a Kiwi uh, flick. Yeah. And maybe the piano. And then maybe yeah. just some reruns of Flipper or something. <laughs> Look, they do they do have Back to the Future because I watched part of that the other day. Uh-huh. And that was kind of cool. But um, so, th- I mean, they do have some big titles, just not a lot of them. And then you have to also install, it only works on Mac and PC because you have to install Microsoft Silverlight. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Oh, Ed. <laughs> I know. So I don't do that. I run a VM with with a Windows box that has it on there because I don't want to put Silverlight on my on my Mac. I don't, it's just an overhead I don't oh. want. Oh, God, no. That, oh. And I've never seen anyone actually use it. <laughs> I know. I think there's got to be the only thing that actually uses Silverlight these days. Oh. I thought that thing was dead and buried. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel all yuck inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, Ben. We can't touch any of your Linux boxes. You know that. So you, uh, you're yeah, fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there you go. That's Slingshot's offering. Uh, let's see how long it lasts. Uh, maybe, maybe they've, maybe, you know, it's not as bad as I'm, I'm portraying, but uh, it just seemed a little, little on the nose. Mm. Hmm. All right, Ben, well, that is it. Let's episode 284 wrapped up. I want to thank you very much for co-hosting. Oh, it was a pleasure, Ed. Excellent. Well, we'll do it again next time. And until then, take care, everyone. Have yourselves a great week. See you later. Goodbye. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? I'm very well. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't expect to catch up with that one. (laughs) That was a tricky question. (laughs) Yeah. So what else happened in the week, week, in the week, in the work, in the work week? Uh, What else happened in the week that, what, in the uh, week that was? (laughs) It's just been, that was a mess, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, I think I made a mistake. So what went on in the week that was that that work week that we just went with was was last week? (laughs) That was awesome. I I made a mistake and then I couldn't remember where I was supposed to be going, so I couldn't recover. So anyway, what what did happen in the uh, week just been, apart from, sorry, I'll say that one more time.